Jack and Mel weigh in. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Jack and Mel Super Ad MMA Show. Today we're going to talk about lots of things, most of them MMA related, but not all because after all, with the coronavirus, not so much MMA news. Today we'll talk about Din Thomas leaving American Top Team, Volkanovski wanting a rematch with Max Holloway, Nico Price got a new deal, we'll talk about DC and Stipe rumours which looks like it's nearly finalised, and we talk about Dana's comments about the wimpiest people on earth, and much much more including celebrities that we'd like to see fight, uh, athletes we'd like to see crossover from the UFC to elsewhere and athletes that might crossover elsewhere to the UFC so stay tuned for all that let's go hello 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 and welcome to this week's edition of Jack and Mel's Super Ad MMA show I as always am Jack Aaron Stoops joined by my brother Mel Brown Mel what is happening player not a whole lot because like the rest of the world confined to my own house yeah this is uh, the first podcast we've ever done not in the same room I feel so far away from you. Okay. Well, at least I'm I'm looking at you right now, though. It's How creepy is that? Yeah, it is weird. It's always technology's a plus. mad. Oh, yeah, just have a wee video chat. Stick yeah. it right there. Just just do it. <laughs> well, it's a wee video chat with some added extras because obviously the biggest struggle for us was we kind of pride ourselves on sounding like a professional podcast and not like two guys in a basement. So trying to make sure that we could keep the audio quality for all your lovely listeners has yeah. proved to be a bit tricky, but I think we've made it work. Yeah, it should be fine. It's certainly usable. It's our hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pounds of equipment. Unfortunately, that is not a joke. Yeah. <laughs> it has allowed it. All, having said that, good time to say, do you know how we got this? <sighs> Through our lovely, lovely subscribers at patreon.com forward slash superadmma who help to keep the podcast alive. Yeah, and make it sound super lovely and basic Absolutely. and buttery. It's a funny one because, like, with we were actually talking about this last night with the uh, Patreon. Like, I think that what people maybe you see a lot of people out there, like, oh, well, we'll give you, you know, you get to listen to the podcast a day earlier. Like, fuck that. Like, we just we just want to be able to do this full time, essentially, and that's that's what Patreon allows is for us to commit more time, upgrade our equipment more. Like, it just gets invested back into the podcast. You know, like, yeah. it's 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 helped keep us alive and you know helped keep keep us growing so thank you so so much to everybody who's, who's even supported us just from a retweet or a share or a like it doesn't you know it doesn't have to be financial support but you know i don't know it's gonna have to start hurt. start implementing that it's essential yeah well i mean at in lockdown times yeah, yeah it is i mean we're, we're one of the only things that's still going exactly and if you sign up to patreon today jack will send you a nude a tasteful uh, nude a tasteful, like, like a, t- a tantalizing one. I'll be nude, but you won't see anything. Oh, right, okay, like a old Playboy shot. I, it would be like, yeah, but more like, a, like think Paige Van Zandt, where it's like, you know what I'm doing, yeah, but I'm not really doing it. Maybe doing like your morning yoga pose, some burpees. <laughs> I don't Do know some burpees with the beanbag out. Yeah, or maybe you just like I don't know, wrapped around your shower curtain, <laughs> or send send a picture of my size thirteens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't have as much MMA stuff to talk about, but there is still some. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about a load of random stuff today. So if if you don't just enjoy 
our banter today's podcast maybe isn't for you but uh, we do have some mma news stuff so let's get into that uh the biggest piece of news this week is probably being din thomas leaving american top team which kind of came out of the blue he uh he released a statement and he said that uh, i just feel like it's time for me to move on i was with him for 19 years my justification is if tom brady can leave the patriots after 20 i can leave att after 19 just a subtle comparison to one of the greatest american <laughs> footballers of all time there din uh, there's tom a lot of brady. fighters I want to work with and I can't get to them because of my affiliation. I want to be able to have more freedom to work with people and develop different people without having a structure behind me. So, uh, big loss for ATT. Yeah, I think he's been there for like 20 years or so. Yeah, 19. Yeah. We just covered that dog. <laughs> yeah. It's the, um, it's the virus. It's melting my head. So, it's an odd one, you know, to see someone leave after that long, but I can't really fault that. You know, if there is fighters out there that he wants to work with and feels he can but where's add something the, how, to the he, game. Uh, yeah, where's he going to work with them and in what capacity? Well, I would assume that Din Thomas isn't short of a few dollars. Yeah, but, well, I don't know. Maybe he's going to start his own gym. Just That's a, what I mean. But it's just it's a weird way of or weird terminology to use. I want to groom fighters. Well, what does that entail? means pulling up in a van, offering them sweets and an ice cream. Well. The Pat Barry approach. That's a tempting offer. Yeah, well. Pat is the master. Of grooming. Of grooming. (laughs) He's a weird cat. I really don't know. Like, He's a good coach, though. He seems to be. And, like, I don't know. Like, I used to, lots of stuff. He just seemed like, you know, a normal goofy dude who seemed okay and then it's just the rose thing yeah it's yeah but that's what i mean like it's just the rose thing but then you can't really apply that logic to everyone else no and the thing as well is that like hitler was great apart from his views on certain things like, <laughs> apart from the mass genocide he was pretty good like, but, if, but if you spoke to him in person he's dead on <laughs> it was funny we're, we're i think you were with us when it was me was it me you and and lady mel my missus and uh we were walking through somewhere and Mel went, I like those cars, you know, they should have that. Just one car for everyone. You know, just a car for the people. And I was like, what, like Hitler and his fucking Volkswagen? Like, <laughs> a car for the people. By the people, for the people. <laughs> like our podcast. Yeah. So I didn't realize we're, apparently we're actually a socialist podcast, aren't you? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Den Thomas, is he not boys with Dana White? Yeah, sure, he's on that guff show. What do you call Looking it? for a fight? Yeah. Well, maybe he's going to work with people at the PI then. Might do. It depends if he's relocating as well. You know, like there isn't. I don't think there's enough information. No. To to make you know any sort of assumptions about where he's going next. True. True that. Um, you see, AT and T have had to in uh, introduce a no trash talk policy. I wonder whose fault that was. <laughs> I know. I just can't think of who that's relatable to. Did you see Colby? absolutely trashing Joanna. Yeah. That was wild. I mean, it's been going both ways, I think. It's just, it's a really... Well, they were teammates. But that, um, it's such an odd thing, like because, I mean, there is zero chance that ever happens. I know. Like, I can, underst- I can understand tension, you know, guys and girls who are in the same weight class training out of the same gym, but literally, like... Male and females jawing at each other. Like, what is going to come of this? Is it just like maybe a mutual thing between them where they're just like, let's just, you know, if they because if they train together, they might might well be friends and 
just sort of an opportunity for both of them to promote their names, keep their names circulating, you know, especially when there's not a lot happening. It's a really good time for fighters to be doing that, I suppose. Eh, I don't know. Surely got to be better, better marketing tools than than trashing teams. Good old fashioned trash talk. Well, that's it. That'd be like me and you with no MMA news, like just turning on each other. Yeah, let's do it. We'll start yeah. it like just as a massive <laughs> podcast. By the way, dude, I am crazy addicted to Animal Crossing on the Switch. Yeah. If anyone listening is playing that or isn't and has a Switch, what are you doing with your life? Go and get that game. And do you know what the thing is? Someone said to me the other day, they were like, well, what do you do? And I was like, you just go and you just live your life. dig stuff yeah. up and go fishing for a bit. Then go put a wee, you know, put some nice rugs down in your house. <laughs> go visit your friends. Like, And I was like, Jesus, I'm so sad. I'm a 30-year-old man. And it's just, it's filling the void that uh, self-isolation has taken away. But I like, it's funny because the approach that um, Lady Mel and I have to play in the game is completely different because she's like super chilled and I'm like oh my god I have so much to do I have to I have to weed the entire island, <laughs> I, have to weed the island. <laughs> I have to weed the island I have to go and plant more trees I have to go after that I need to go and catch that fish you know like I, I get super stressed I feel like it's there's so much to list. do <laughs> it kind of is and it's it is complete escapism at its finest like it, it really is like it's the most pretty little cutesy game i absolutely love it like it's so good and yeah drop us a tweet if if anyone has a switch and want to play you can come to my island i've got peaches so you can have some peaches you certainly do have the peaches well that was my tagline and uh there was like a thread on reddit where you could like extreme exchange friend codes and i was like you know there's my friend code come touch my peaches (laughs) but i accidentally left i'd mined a lot of ore and I accidentally left it out overnight, and someone came to my island to visit and thought it was a gift and just, took all of it. Just straight up jacked all your own. Yeah, literally just came, stole all my shit. It's like, fuck, this is supposed to be a children's game. This is so cruel. <laughs> so cruel. Anyway, uh, Alexander Volkanovsky wants a rematch uh, with Holloway to become, as he says, the featherweight goat, which is incorrect. You do not beat one of the goats to become the goat, and as we both know, who is the goat of featherweight? It's Jose Aldo. Yeah, exactly. So fuck off of this. This is Joe Rogan. This is this is what's happening. Well, the, no, it's the, it's just uh, it's just MMA in general. It's a very uh, recent biased sport. You know what have you yeah. done for me lately? And it's always the latest and greatest. So I I like he's got a great resume, obviously. Um, yeah, and beating Holloway will certainly add to that, or beating him twice if he does. Um, will certainly add to that but you gotta do like if you put the numbers beside each other I mean Aldo has I can't even remember how many title defences what nine or something across WEC as well yeah I think the problem that, that people are maybe not the problem I think the point of contention here is you could make a case for Holloway being the UFC goat at featherweight and I think that's maybe where the argument happens because you know, for for Aldo, I think to to make the case, you kind of are relying heavily on the WEC, and rightly so because that's what we had, you know. Yeah. But I think that you know that's where a lot of the more newer or perhaps more casual, not not always. I'm sure some hardcore fans think Holloway's the goat, but uh, I think overall it's a newer 
breed of fan that thinks that Holloway is the goat, and it ties into that recency bias that you just said. But I mean, if anyone's got a case moving forward, it it is Volkanovski. You know, he has beating, or sorry, he has beating. He has beaten Aldo and Holloway. Um, beat Chad Mendes as well. You know, if mm-hmm. he goes on to defend a bunch of times, you have yep. to look at him. You know, you have to That's seriously consider true. him. Very true. Uh, Nico Price, new deal with the UFC. I think it was a four fight deal I saw. Um, yeah. Good. Good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good. Uh, I, I really like watching Nico Price fight. He's just a madman. He's great. He's like. He's like a welterweight Johnny Walker. Yeah, that's exactly what he's like. Although, um, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that is what he's like. <laughs> speaking of which, he was supposed to be on the podcast today, but he had, uh, I think a friend of his was unwell. We had some scheduling issues, so we are trying to work it out with him to get him back on. So hopefully his friend gets better soon and we, we can get uh, get him on the ship. Uh, we do have a guest lined up for next week, so stay tuned for news on that. Uh I see that Connor has opened up as a sizable favourite over Justin Gaethje. It's about right. Maybe not too sizable. Maybe favorite. yeah. Maybe not that heavy a favourite, but I do have him as the favourite. Obviously, I, I, make- people online are really irritating, but it's just you know standard MMA fans with favourites, and of course Connor is one of the darlings. But like people completely dismissive of Gaethje's chances at all. It well, just seems have- mad to me. I you favor have this Connor overall. Yeah, I favor Connor like quite a lot. But to to suggest that you know Gaethje offers nothing is is just absurd to me. I think, anyway, I think the problem with Twitter in this regard is that you can't. So I fall somewhere in between the two, where I I give Gaethje a lot less of a chance. However, if I I listen and will accept the argument that you know. He's leg kick heavy. He's pretty durable, although we've seen him get clubbed. Um, you know, he he could theoretically walk through a couple of big shots, throw a few leg kicks, wrestle, make it a dirty fight, gas Connor. Like, I get that. Mm. Uh, the problem with Twitter is that you you have the people who are pro Gaethje and the people who are pro Connor, and then the people like us who are prepared to have a conversation about it. But they're few and far between. And in my experience on Twitter, it is... Like uh, it's like Bloods and Crips, do you know? It's like what yeah. what what gang sign you throw in in this one? Because I think I tweeted this the other day. Like you can't almost can't have an opinion on Twitter without you also people... can't have a rational conversation with anyone who has a f- a fighter either in their tag or as their profile picture. That's true. And speaking of which, we we had for the first time ever we got blocked and we got a. Uh, muted by someone so the muting one was hilarious because a guy posted a picture of a Swiss shop like a supermarket in Switzerland and was like do you see look at them with their free healthcare and you know socialist ways blah 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 and it was like free and he was implying that because of the coronavirus you know they weren't it's so clearing anic- the shelves so anecdotal as well I'm going to take yeah, a picture of, of one shelf one, in yeah, one shop so <laughs> my joke was maybe it's because it's like $50 for an apple now he then said, I'm muting you for this dumb comment, right? Fine, I don't give a fuck. Like, I actually find it hilarious that you think that you're important enough in my life that I'm going to be like, oh, no. Well, once, you stop, com- yeah, once you stop weeping, um, we were able to move on. Yeah, absolutely. But the thing I find funny about it was, because I just commented on it, and was be like, you know that was a joke, right? Like, how the fuck can someone think that's serious? And on top of that as well, it's like, the guy's not even fucking Swiss. That was the only thing that I could think of where it'd be like, 
uh, maybe if he's Swiss, he's taken that badly. But I was in Switzerland last year, and it is fucking expensive. Good That's Lord, the joke. It is, yeah. I was in Switzerland four years ago and got a Burger King on the last day going home. We'd been skiing, very middle class. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like a standard burger meal, I think worked out at like 24 pounds. So what, like 25, 6 dollars? Maybe so, a bit more, about thirty, maybe. Yeah, by thirty, yeah. yeah. Which is it, which is crazy. mental. Like everything in Switzerland is super expensive. I'd, I'd like. Well, I don't think that's anything new to someone. When we went to um, Switzerland, we were we were driving there. We were in obviously. I'm sure some of the listeners who've been listening a while know that um, me and Lady Mel took off on a camper van for a bit across Europe. And when we were going through Switzerland, we knew that we weren't going to spend a great deal of time there because we knew how expensive it was. We had friends that are still to this day, actually. Um, they've just bought land in Portugal and they, they travelled a lot more than we did. Um, we only did the 14 countries. Uh, but they uh, they advised us like to try and make our trip there short and sweet. So for us, we were like, well, what do we want to see? Well, we want to see the Swiss Alps. And as luck would have it, we were able to drive through them to go to Italy, which is where we were headed anyway. So we kind of blasted through Switzerland in about three days or so. And the only thing that we did was we found the first night we got there, there was like a little night market on. It was really, really cool. The place was really clean. It was a lovely little town. I, I don't even know what it was called because we were literally yeah. like the first thing we see to get food will we'll rock up. And they <laughs> all the food was so expensive. We ended up getting this like um, cheese kebab. And okay. I think it was like twenty eight euro for two of them, oh. and they were tiny. It was basically a half pita pocket or like half a like half a tortilla wrap that was like grilled with some cheese in it, and it was like you know forty dollars. <laughs> it's like fucking hell. And you had to sign over the rights to your firstborn child. Saw a bastard do fucking smacking a cow with a stick, which really upset me. Really upset what, me. What just? on the street no so we only find out we only find out after what it was when we first got there we had to pull over because there was and i'm not exaggerating there must have been two thousand cows um they were being marched up a hill and apparently they do this was he not march down a hill was he not just whipping it down a hill then no so what was happening was this is apparently some some parts of Germany and Switzerland do this, where it's a, a ceremonial thing where they move the cows off the mountain as the weather turns. Okay. Uh, and the guy, I have a video of this. The guy, well, the lady Mel took it. Um, the guy just turned around and twatted the cow, but it wasn't actually doing anything. I would, I kind of said at the time, I was like, if the cow was like veering towards traffic or like onto the footpath, you know, I get that to an extent, but me. He clubbed this thing. I mean, fucking the noise of it. Just twat it straight across the face. And it was like... Maybe they had, one of those pre- maybe they had previous. I don't know. Beef. Yeah. They the had pun. beef, yeah. Um, maybe that cow but it was, said something about his mum. It was offense. really upsetting. Don't you talk shit about my mama. <laughs> it was really upsetting, though, because the cow was one of those lovely, like, brown cows with the big eyes. And it just, like, looked. And it was like... The chocolate milk cow. Yeah, it's like Puss in Boots, man. Like, you know, the like sad face. Was, Just smack it with a stick. Mate, I was so close to getting out of the van, honestly. I was like, I'm going to go fucking club that bastard. Like, how fucking dare you? How dare you? But <laughs> sort of by the time I'd contemplated my options, the car was away. So it's all good. But well, I'm do, sure it survived. Well, until they butchered it for, for tasty, tasty beef. I'm more okay with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you do, you know, 
you're very apathetic to cows and you both lactate a lot so yeah absolutely <laughs> got them milky nips i think the thing when it comes to that is like yeah i like i'm not ignorant about meat we as you know we eat sort of vegetarian and with a bit of meat you know like you know some of our meals are vegetarian completely and in fact that curry that i made that you've been i think your wife's been trying to recreate a couple of times as uh, (laughs) just don't got the skills to pay the bills um that's a completely vegan dish yeah you know but like we do like i'm empathetic about it so i try to be responsible about it i try to eat less meat but eat better quality or organic or if possible like grass-fed you know but like it's not i'm I'm practical about it it's not it's not possible to do it at all times you know without without sacrificing your health essentially yeah like the decadency you just love that meat well i mean i do i I mean every night what is it the wee wee french bird is an ortolan when you drown in brandy oh shit yeah yeah you have to eat you have to eat it under a sheet to hide from god (laughs) it's that decadent that's what you're popping off every night for dinner absolutely (laughs) i wish they did have a roost last night to be fair um see that wee bird apparently like you just eat it all bones bones and all all. yeah yeah you just that doesn't surprise me i wonder how good it tastes i bet you it is like like liquid or like solid crack you just eat it you're like that's it that's like uh there's there was a turtle uh years ago oh shit you know it was on the it's the galapagos uh, that's it yeah giant turtle which went extinct because they kept trying to bring them back uh on the boats uh i think it was when darwin was out uh it was either darwin or um no no because it's in one of his journals that like that's right it tasted so delicious it made yeah it was i can't remember the it's one of the quote. kings wasn't it i can't remember the exact quote but they were like it makes you know chicken beef and pork taste like ashes i was like yeah oh, my goodness yeah but they kept How trying does that taste but they kept trying to bring them back to like britain and other parts of the world but the sailors couldn't resist eating them so like, you'd be like oh i've got another one there i've got, we've got one, one more just, right no you'd be all right we've got a, we've got a, we've got 500 of them yeah. there we're fine and then like three weeks later be like right we've still got 10 well, yeah. if we keep those and 10 then, and then you're like oh we're down to one but it doesn't need all those legs <laughs> <laughs> the thing is as well like i think part of the reason for that is because they were such terrible 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 defense like literally yeah. <laughs> just i'm just gonna like pull my legs in i'm gonna tuck my head in and people are still gonna be like well i'm just gonna pick that up then <laughs> yeah, like, put it in a pot. <laughs> there was another bird that went extinct like that as well i can't remember which one it was it was like literally just like the lamest like the lamest animal and like <laughs> completely defenseless i think it was actually in britain that that bird and it was like a little like a little flightless bird that could barely walk and people are just like yoink just running <laughs> by <laughs> there's another one yoink you just know pick it up put it between two pieces of bread eat it right there Abs- absolutely <laughs> um but it's funny like you know I, I think that when it comes to the, the i think just to go back to that when you're saying about like it being slaughtered it's like i get that's part of it but it doesn't need to be treated like shit during its life yeah i'm all for you e- know ethical it, farming yeah, and that was definitely not ethical. Plus, the guy was in a lederhosen, and I'm pretty confident you could beat the shit out of almost anybody that, that wears a lederhosen. It's hard to be an intimidating man wearing... It's like the least intimidating. It's the hat. Yeah. It's the little Peter Pan hat. You'd be like, what the fuck? Are you off the Neverland, mate? Like, get uh, the fuck out of here with that just, shit. Well, no, he's just smacking the shit out of cows to feel like a big man because he's wearing dungarees. <laughs> Yeah, that is 100% accurate. Don't leather dungarees as well. They're like oh. weird, heavy. It's, it's a bizarre outfit. Like, 
fair enough like I, that's just not part of our culture so like i'm sure that there is a mutual history behind it but apparently uh, i'm sorry i'm veering off of now the giant galapagos turtle i just i need to know more apparently its fat is likened to tasting better than the purest butter oh so that's what you want you want giant tortoise steak that sounds beautiful though i wonder what the closest thing to it is <laughs> they were said to be almost in- insultingly easy for sealers to catch with most yeah, reports see. most reports saying that sealers would simply walk up to the tastiest looking specimen and push it over at which point they'd either roll it up to their ship or in the case of the smaller tortoises wear them like a backpack <laughs> that is amazing see this podcast education fun it's got the lot like it's got all of it um back to MMA I suppose we don't have a great deal in users so expect the podcast to go off on tangents like this today if you enjoy it let us know because we were actually talking about this last night we're we're really keen to get some feedback on the podcast to see if there's anything that we could do to to make it better so if you enjoy more random tangents less random tangents if you enjoy the length of the podcast etc please let us know because it, it would really help us out because we're trying to gauge you know if we've got the formula down and to just keep going or if we do need to make some changes so please do let us know i know uh, we've had some feedback saying people like it when we disagree and i think i tweeted this to them i think that, that was at snowdragon underscore i think the reason that people like it is because I've, many people probably don't know that we're like best best mates so we can just be like, nah, fuck up, you're wrong, like, and and fight about it, and then after the podcast, be like, it's good show, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like as where I think with 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 most other podcasts, people would maybe be hesitant to argue like that because you know mm-hmm. it could quite easily turn into a fight, you know, um, which I think is maybe the reason. That's what, it's what I assume the reason is that 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 we kind of can get away with that dynamic. Yeah. So and then go home. You just bitch to the wife. He is a fucking cunt. Did you think, did you hear that he thinks Stipe is the heavyweight goat? It's clearly Fedor. It clearly is Fedor. It's clearly not Fedor, mate. He fought a lot of bums. Well, <laughs> at least he didn't get knocked out by Stefan Struve. Well, that's a fair point. But, you know, Stefan Struve, beast. Yeah. Imagine getting beaten up by a man that looks like a giant baby. Hmm. Is he one of the most disappointing fighters ever? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, though? I know like, what you mean like he had with all the physical intangibles. It's hard to say because he had. And also, he's great when he when he had when he in the performances where he had it together, especially his jiu-jitsu He's bloody good. His problem, as everybody knows, is that he couldn't use his length. You, you. That's what um, she said. I don't know. Like he's kind of other than Stipe. He hasn't beat anyone. He's like, also been knocked out spectacularly on a yeah. few occasions. But the Mark Hunt one springs to mind. Oh, God, that was bad. But when he's fought elite guys, and even recently very not elite guys, um, he has lost and lost, like you said, pretty spectacularly. I saw someone making a case for Verdum as the heavyweight goat. There is an argument. There is an argument for it. My only thing is... It's like it's, no, but it's like we were saying earlier. Beating the goat doesn't make you the goat. So I think people go, "Well, he beat Fedor, but he also got, you know, he got beaten by Stipe." But yeah. Stipe's the goat, so. 
Shut your bitch mouth. But he when you look at his twice. losses, like he lost to Overeem twice. Um, who else did he lose to? He lost to Overeem. He lost junior to yeah, Junior. Out. Yeah, and Volkov as Volkov, well recently. But he's and he's lost a. He's. I mean, he's had a. As we say, he's lost to Big Nog as well, but he beat Big Nog. You know, he lost to Overeem twice, but he also beat Overeem. Um, he's. I don't think you can outright say he would be the best heavyweight of all time, but he's certainly one of them. If you know what I mean. Yeah. There's certainly a case that you, you know Fabrizio Verdum is a top five, four all time all time heavyweight. Yeah. I think I, I think th- I think he falls into the same sort of argument you can make with Overeem, in that you, you know, yeah, he's all you know he's one of the best all time, but he's not the best. Yeah. I think that's reserved for uh, Stipe. You could argue DC, especially if... I don't get that argument. Why? Because, you know, he fought too much at light heavyweight, um, which means you've a limited limited pool at, at heavyweight. And, and I do get that his record at heavyweight is, you know, he was undefeated up until um, Stipe. Um, you know, I, I do understand that, but I just think that I think I'm trying to is run at you know it's the people he beat and how he beat at heavyweight. Well, Jeff Monson, well, I mean Ever- Silva yeah, when but, he was well, no, that was big. well, he's still pretty good. Yeah, well, that was a Strikeforce GP. So Bigfoot when Bigfoot was good. Yeah, Josh Barnett. Josh Barnett. Yeah, that was the that was the big one. Frank Mir and Roy Nelson back when they were, you know, titled challengers, and then yeah, you know, obviously. It would have been very interesting to see how he would have continued at heavyweight if he had stayed there. But then that's true. That's the that's the big problem. I think. You but have I think with if he, him at if heavyweight in the third fight, if he comes up and oh, not if he comes up because he obviously stays at heavyweight now. But if he was to beat Stipe again, he can't have Stipe above him. I don't know because that's what comes back to what you were saying about you know. But that you no. Could, but that's, you, don't, you, you got you know beating the goat doesn't make you the goat. And the thing with Stipe, I is think it's, it's title defenses. I though. think it's different with prime, be it like because they're fighting in their prime. You know, well, I don't think DC's in his prime. Yeah, but which would make it worse if Stipe beats Stipe again. That yeah, that's a fair point. Stipe is entirely in his prime. He's yeah, 30, that's what, true. Thirty-six year old heavyweight. Yeah, true. Uh, DC. Speaking of which, DC and Stipe does look to be finalised. So hopefully we will get a, an announcement at some stage about exactly right, when right it's going to be. You couldn't, oh, you couldn't make anything be. for either of them. Other How than, do you see it going? Hmm. Um, it's hard to say. I mean, I suppose you have to look at the second fight because there was just more of it. So probably a similar similar path it'd be interesting to see because obviously dc will have wised up to the body attack which changed the game yeah but will that make him lower his hands and be susceptible to the head attack that's what i mean or is it the other way around will steve Bay just spam them and then he'll get clubbed with the right hook that's the thing it's 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 a super interesting fight because i don't think anyone should be a a, you know an overwhelming favorite i have a bad feeling that steve Bay is gonna get knocked out again, and I and, and I'm you know me, I'm the biggest. DP I think if boy. you look at the two fights overall, DC's been winning. Yeah, like because that second fight, DC was winning. Well, so what? They've essentially fought a full twenty-five minutes between those two fights, and you would 
easily have DC winning 20 minutes of it. DC, it almost seemed to be cardio, I suppose. Maybe not cardio, but like pacing, you know. I think it was just I, those, I, I think it was those body shots that just like the way it started before that. He stopped wrestling before that, and mm. I think that was because of cardio. I don't think that, you know, it's just hard. I heard him. It's hard to keep going. That, you know, hard to keep the pace when you're a large human like that. And That's you, true, but I also think. Against it. I also think that DC. He put on too much body fat. Yes, yeah. He he's clearly enjoying his life at heavyweight, and I respect and admire that. I would but hope the to same see time, him come in lighter. Two forty, yeah, two thirty-five, two forty, in and around the same as Stipe. Because to me, it shows one of two things: he's either not training as hard cardio-wise, or he's eating too much. Either way, well, he was nearly th- what two? He was two fifty something, wasn't he? Yeah, like it's just. He's a five foot nine man. Yeah, he was carrying. Like that's he's always you know he's always, he's never ripped, but he was carrying way too much body fat. It's funny because I haven't watched hadn't watched any of his light heavyweight fights in a while, and I watched a few of them the other day. The uh, the rumble ones. Yeah, like, he strangled him. He looks like a different human being. He like, does. The shape of him is ridiculous compared to now. Yeah, um, it's crazy. So I would hope for the third fight. Like you said, DC would come in around two forty bit leaner and uh because i think you know like he can have the best gas tank in the world but if you're carting around an extra 20 pounds you don't need to yeah it's gonna it's gonna wear on it they're talking about putting out some masvidal as the co-main that's the rumor um which if they can fill that out with you know a bunch of other good fights which you would assume they would be able to i mean this this is the thing the cards once the ufc kicks back up is going to be phenomenal because (laughs) That's what I was going to say. The ha- all these main events and co-mains and, you know, just great fights, they have to be, you know, fitted in somewhere. So cards are going to be stacked for a while, I hope. I would have thought so. And it is something that, you know, you might find... This is the problem right now, right? In fact, this ties in with the, the next thing we're going to talk about. So Dana White came out and criticized the people who are basically saying the UFC should stop, essentially. He said that wimpiest fans on our wimpiest covered, the hardest sport on earth covered by wimpiest people on earth or something yeah. to that effect. Um, and the problem is twofold. One, I understand from a business point of view that if the UFC can get a card on right now, it would potentially be... Forrest Griffin and Stefan Bonner big because well, everybody kind, would watch it because there's no sports. The counter argument that is that there was no sport on for the UFC Brasilia card and it was the worst card in on the of the ESPN era or something. Yeah, like but that. people weren't people weren't quarantined the way they are now. Like if you look at everywhere else now, like the only place initially that were, were proper laying low was Italy and China. But now, like, UK, where we are, shut down, being told, like, stay at home unless you're essential workers, you know, bin men, police, fire brigade, doctors, shops. Other than that, you close the fuck. You you stay at home. You oh, stay yeah, like, safe. I mean, it's, it's, there's some sort of, like, simple business logic there, but it's just not going to, they're not going to be able to do it. I don't know. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree, and I don't think they should either, but what I'm saying is I can understand the appeal from the UFC's point of view because I think that if they were to get another event on now, mm. I think that it would be massive. Now, I was joking when I said, you know, Bonner, Griffin, big, but that kind of thing where someone would be, the phones would be going, mate, 
there's fucking sport on, there's fights happening, because there's no boxing, there's no football, there's no American football. Most of that I'm happy about, because most of those sports are terrible. But, you know, let's see, be I think, honest. I think people wouldn't be... I don't know. Yes, it'd be great to see live fights again now, but I also think people who have any shred of sense would also be like, for fuck's sake, UFC. Like That's how I feel. Yeah, give But it I a, would watch. Give it a break. Yeah. It's also like, let's be honest, there's three sports in the world worth watching. Rugby, ice hockey, and MMA. Incorrect. All the other sports can fuck off. Don't in you dare bring up bowling. Ten pin it's not bowling. a sport, it's a pastime. Ten pin bowling is the sport of kings. You have to be an athlete to play sport, my friend. Football, boxing, kickboxing. Not boxing, yeah, boxing and kickboxing. Okay, combat sports, they, 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 they are a separate entity unto themselves, but a regular sport... Ice hockey, rugby, and the rest can fuck Ice hockey off. is dog shit. You mate, get bent. Like you're only saying that because you're based out in the Belfast Giants. No, I'm like, not. That's just yeah. It's like basketball. Too too back and forth. Too quick. Well, you know? mate, this this the score normally is like two one three one. It's just like, dog shit, mate. Nah, not a mission, mate. The only physical good and there's fights in it. Come ah, on, ah, there's got fights. Ah, got fights. Yeah, throwing off your oven gloves. <laughs> see this is the thing with ice hockey though um, the only good thing about ice hockey is when they were shooting subways into the crowd that was, yeah that was pretty good the thing with ice hockey I think a lot of people like don't get is that like the people you hear this all the time oh, they're padded up and you're like yeah that, that doesn't protect you from people no. like if someone trucks into you at 35 miles an hour like you're flattened like I played it for a bit when I was younger and like puck's too um, small mate can't even see yeah, it yeah absolutely mate well you see that's the thing it's like, too fast you, it's like, it's. I'm sure it's super like, fun to play. It's too hard to watch. It's almost like watching football, where you, you know what it's like. I, it's like when you wake up, or you know you've left, you've fallen asleep with the window open, and you wake up and you hear a, bzzz, and you know there's a fly flying around your room, and you just, just can't, can't see, see it, it, and you're darting back and forth. <laughs> and you know it's there. You're darting back and forth. That is exactly I, what ice hockey is. That's what I was going to say though. Is when you watch football now, you're not watching the ball like a spoo. You're watching where you know the play's going to go and unflow, like, or unfold, you know. And ice hockey's the same. It takes you a while to kind of get to know, you know, right, that guy's making a break. That's where the puck's going to go. You're right, though, like, because generally you're not really watching the puck. You're watching the flow of play. So you, I can, I can, I'm not going to disagree with that Hence at all. why 10-pin bowling is a far superior sport. Easy because to follow. Because the, the equivalent of the puck is just... Gigantic. monstrously large yep. <laughs> and weighs that of a yep. small car you can follow it the whole way down you know what it's there to do <laughs> it's such an odd sport too that it's like it's got a league like that's where you take your kid to go and kill a saturday afternoon I and yet there's people that are taking it, it and you know what it is dead serious yeah and so they should because i've always loved 10 pin bowling and something was like nah social pressure you shouldn't like it it's not a sport it's a blah 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 and it isn't a sport i have just embraced time. it i'll give mm, it's a skill. but enjoy it like it's I'm a not, skill I'm not, sport it's like it is it it's is like darts and pool and snooker all the pastimes and oh. I, you know i'm a huge yeah. snooker fan but like it's a pastime that's why i didn't count it in the list of sports like i watch snooker but you know not not like that like but uh it's it's a pastime but i i respect and and the same with even football, which I think is total, or soccer, which is total bullshit, is I respect everyone's right to enjoy it. It's just not for me. The reason I don't like football is I think it's 90 minutes too long for a start. Um, but in that 90 minutes, you have 
arguably five minutes of actual excitement. So, like, I will watch the highlights of a football match because ice I appreciate is the, the skill. Shit, no, it's not. Ice. Because it people are getting wiped out left, right, and center. But I'm no, I have no interest in seeing people getting wiped out or fighting who aren't trained fighters. Okay. But it's I'd I'd less care about the fighting, but the physical aspect of the game is huge for me. It's the same thing I love about rugby, where I think MMA, and this is why I love MMA, it is the danger of making a mistake, the price that you pay when you make a mistake. And I like sports that have um a, a cost in that regard. Um so like ice hockey if you make a mistake, you're either going to get smashed into the boards or you're going to even worse because the boards actually make you taking a hit easier. You're going to get wiped out in open ice. And those ones are the brutal ones. And it's the same reason I love rugby. It is the price that you pay for making a mistake. The stakes are so high and you pay physically. It's the exact reason I detest football. It's a bunch of soft men who think they're hard kicking a ball across the field into a massive net and yet you might not even see a goal in an hour and a half i think they need to make the goals gigantic so that games are like 10 nil like it's just it's not there's not enough in football for me personally i think it's just some of them it's not a physical sport it used to be though it used to be and that's why i don't like it shit like skill wise, uh, 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 yes, but uh, well, yes and no. Like, I used yes, to play with compared. a heavy ball, which is giving them all friggin' brain damage from heading it. And I know, but that's it still was happening. Sl- it was slow and clunkier. It was worse to watch. Well, I get that, but I think that my I think somewhere in between the two for me, a sport I would watch would be modern skilled football, where if you two run at each other and one of you comes off worse from it, you that's just how it is. Tough shit. You weren't big enough or strong enough to take that hit, but it's. Not like not all sports have to be a physical contact sport. No, but they that sport was you know, and it's and it's soft. No, it, it never really was. Not like it a hundred percent was. Like whenever I got so my granddad, who's a Geordie, uh, he's from Newcastle in England, um, where they, as you know, live and breathe football. Yeah. When I was a kid, like they sent me videos, uh, you know, and it was you know Newcastle's one hundred greatest players, Newcastle's you know hundred best goals, and it was guys like Malcolm McDonald and Peter Beardsley and Kevin Keegan, and like they they played a physical game then. Now, I mean. A blatant sly tackle, you know, from behind or whatever, would get you carded, and that's the way it should be. I'm not saying that it should be foul-ridden, but shoulder charging was massive. If you two were running at the ball, you could shoulder charge, and you should still be able to do that. Like, there is no feasible reason why you shouldn't. Well, technically, they still are. You're allowed to jostle for the ball. No, I agree with you that there's too many soft people play it, and it's sort of like a culture which reinforces that like play acting and nonsense like that but as for a tactical skillful game i love watching football yeah fair enough just not for me um so yeah wimpiest people on earth like that's dana white's last sentiment to us so it's good to see he's got our backs as always eh? i know the people who cover the sport which helped make him a billionaire yeah by the way See Luke Thomas saying Max Holloway is one of the only good guys in MMA. Is he trolling or is he just a fucking deluded prick? I don't know. Just ignore him now. I've uh, (laughs) got triggered again. It just. uh, I need I need a brown paper bag. I need a brown paper bag stab before I start hyperventilating. Um, We have some listener questions. It's listener questions. 
Yay! So listener questions. Andrew Lennon Miller, uh, one of our lovely listeners. Uh, that's at Andrew Lennon, L-E-N-N-O-N-M-I-3 on Twitter if you want to go follow him. He said, if you well moved up to 205, how would he do against each of the top 15? Well, first of all, that unto itself would be an entire podcast. So instead of doing every fighter what we'll do is we'll have a quick look through the 15 and we will give you an idea of how we feel he would do at 205 against someone in the 15 the 10 and the well, 5 well no do, do 15 but just like just some, some some of them are dead easy so like 15 Shogun he annihilates him Jacare yeah. well we've seen that fight we've seen that fight Ankalev um, I think he moves through him Serkinov I think he moves through him hmm. Walker. Johnny Walker would be an interesting one stylistically um, because I think that Walker would, for the first minute, be very dangerous, but I think that Romero would mm. drag him down um, and play smash smash, I think. Yeah. Um, Krylov, being, that, that'd be an interesting fight. If yeah. we saw Romero step up, Krylov's someone I'd be maybe keen to, to see that against. Mm. Yeah. He's a, like Romero's such a hard one to peg though because he doesn't use his best assets. Do you know what I mean? Which are clearly his rugged Rest. good looks. Oh yeah, of course, and boyish charm. Um, but the wrestling, it's like you know he has an advantage over everyone on paper with the wrestling, but would he use it? Don't know. So just I'm nearly assessing each of these fights and how he would do in a stand-up fight. He doesn't use it, I think, for cardio reasons. I don't know. I just, I, I just don't know why he doesn't. I just it's think he's fall, he's fallen in love with the war. Uh, Rakic, I think Romero would handle Rakic. Tejera gets annihilated, gets knocked out quickly. A Gustafson, younger, a younger Tejera would have been a good match, a good fight. But Tejera, who's, it's isn't it funny how like. They're probably the same age, but just how physically different they are. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's you. Romero is the freak of the freak of the freak. Can you imagine you know? how jacked he'd be at two hundred five? Oh, but would would he fall prey to what we've seen in the past with some people moving up, where he I think would just get too jacked? Maybe. I also think you're saying about the cardio. I think he'd have more gas because obviously the cut is horrendous for him. I don't think you would find that out until the second or third fight because I think that he would need to almost get through a fight and go, shit, I have, you know, get to the end of the third round and be like, mm. I have loads left, do you know? Yeah. Um. So it's it's hard to gauge, but, I mean, you'd have to imagine that that it would certainly improve his cardio. Um. Yeah, yeah, I would do. Gustafsson, my boy, that is a matchup I would love to see. That's a fight we, I think we did a video about, like a year and a bit ago. Was this not a rumoured fight, Romero and Gus, for an interim title? I think when I Jones got popped. Yeah, that's a fight I'd still like to see. Um, I, I would give Gus a chance in that, depending on how he looked coming back. He hasn't looked great recently. He hasn't, he hasn't as much as it kills me to say that. I mean, the path to victory is obviously, like all most Gus fights, you know, stick and move on the outside behind the jab but whether he'd be able to do that with Romero you don't know and at this point in their careers you'd probably fancy Romero 
I mean, you see, you say he hasn't looked great, but at the same time, always the been only fighting. guys, but the only guys who've beaten him are John Jones twice, Anthony Joshua, or Anthony, Anthony Joshua, Joshua Anthony Shit. Johnson, sorry, and Daniel Cormier, and Anthony Smith. Oh yes, sorry, no, I forgot about that one. You're right. That was the bad one. But I wonder if with Gus, it's like the Kevin Lee thing, where it's not a physical thing. Hmm. It's I not just a think, physical issue. I just think he I think he peaked. I think he had his big his big moment in his career and he just fell short and he was never gonna get over that hump. I think there's probably from a sports psychol- psychology what am I saying? Psychology standpoint, there's probably something there with losing that close a decision to, to Jones and then the way that Jones dismantled him, you know, when he was billed as John's greatest challenger. And then made him look average. You know, they probably just this with your head a bit. I just heard your bambino crying there, and it sounds like you've got her under the table in a shoebox. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, don't tell anybody. Um, so, Vulcan Ozdemir, I think, gets smoked. Yeah, although he's a weird one. You he only, could just literally ice Romero. And well, the only like, person who I've. I very, I very rarely pick Ozdemir to win. I don't know why. But the only person I've ever went, oh, they're going to absolutely annihilate Ostamir was DC. And it's the only person who has. Everyone else has been, it's been pretty close. I don't know. Like, I would still favor Romero. But there's a chance. It just seems, Ostamir always seems to have a chance. Or it's a close Odd, fight. Because he's been on a bad run yet. Like, could, could have won. It's almost like, ironically, like Romero, where... Mm. You know, like with the the Reyes fight, you know, which we were at, we both actually at the time were like, mm, right, he didn't win that fight. No, no, you know, Ustamir won that to us, um, and and I think that he's on a good could, run. Like he beat Latifi and he beat uh, what do you call him, Rakic, in his oh, last yes, fight. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about the Rakic fight there. Um, Corey Anderson, I think, gets Romero sparked murders out. him. Yeah, Anthony Smith, I think Romero murders him. Probably. Probably, but Smith's durable. Well, he is durable, but I also sort of think, like, imagine if they had a fault at middleweight. Like, you would have mm. bet your house but, on But middleweight Romero. Smith and light heavyweight Smith are two different beasts. I don't I do. know. I think, I don't know if they are. I just think light heavyweight is beyond, well, I just think it's just shit at the minute, to be honest. I think it's probably the weakest division. <clears throat> yeah, but he's also beaten, you know, Fair enough, Ozdemir and Gus but are the, the big ones because, you know, the, the Hua one, you know, it's the, the shell of Hua and Rashad, mm. that was, you know. I just, I just don't rate light heavyweight as a division anymore. No, it's it's thin. It's, it is I think, super I thin. Think it, I think it's the thinnest. I think even, well, maybe not the thinnest in that, you know, overall heavyweight is probably thinner, but I think the top 10 of heavyweight is actually a tougher ask than the top 10 of light heavyweight yeah could could be um the obviously number two thiago santos that would be a tough fight that would be a great fight that well, is well would fight. it though hell yeah if they're gonna do jones reyes again bring romero up and have romero and santos for the number yeah, one contender. i do like that fight i just wonder if santos would well, you'd have to imagine he would be in with a chance. Oh, he absolutely does have a chance, but he's another one. 
if they had have been booked a few years ago against each other at middleweight, you would imagine Romero would be heavy, heavy favourite. True, true. Um, and obviously the number one, well, not number one, but the number one contender, Dominic Reyes. I think Romero would have an easier time beating Reyes than Santos. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I also feel that Romero would... I th- I feel like he... The John Jones one is the tough one. I feel like Romero I, has the tools to beat John Jones. He does. I would just, I would still favour John. I'm finding it harder and harder too. You know, his fights are almost getting comically close. But he's um, still winning. That's the thing he, though. He is, but people put a case forward that Santos won. And no, people put a case forward. I, I, I agree with you, but I can see... The closest a, one has been the, argument. the closest yeah, Reyes, one has been yeah. the Reyes one by a Which could easily miles. have been Reyes. Yeah, it easily could have been. That's why I think I feel like they have to you know, the sensible thing is to just run that back. Yeah, but John Jones probably less inclined to do that than Also take... John Jones in rematches usually doesn't work out too good for the opponent. Well that's that is true. We've seen that with Goss, we've seen that with D C so true. But I suppose true. overall if I was moving Yul Romero up, I would play. I would have him ranked. He's definitely in the top five. You'd Romero, a hundred percent. You'd probably slot him in at five ahead of well, Corey, of Corey Anderson. It'd be well, unfair. Did, be unfair to put him. We well, didn't talk about him against Jan, but be unfair to put him ahead of Jan or Smith or Santos or Reyes based off what they've done currently in that division. Oh yeah, we missed Jan. That's true. Um, yeah, I think he handles Jan, though. Yeah. A Polish par. Apparently. I just think he's, a, he's an instant challenger at 205. Now, 100% he is. The only thing is, if people are able to stick and move on the outside and use the size advantage, mainly height and reach, but then... He explodes forward so but quickly, he has that's that, his he, style. He has, yeah, he has that problem at... Although not as much at middleweight. True. But True. And um, it's hard to use. I mean, the most similar in height and sort of reach would be Adesanya. But you can't really use that fight to, to tell us anything. No. True to that. Um, the next question was from at James Reese, R-E-E-S, 83. Um he said card based on the premises celebrity death match. What's your five your main five fights? So we're talking about this just beforehand. Uh we're saying it's quite difficult to put together a card, so we thought we'd sort of shoot the breeze about this a bit more. Um five fights you'd like to see. Well, first of all, Justin Bieber and Tom Cruise needs to happen. I want to see Tom Cruise and Justin Bieber. Yeah, Tom Cruise would. He's just, he's a crazy man. He's an uh, that's why. It's not even a physical thing, because Tom Cruise is in his fifties. But yeah. he is mental. He's mental. And I think he, would, he be, would fight like... He would be so dedicated to fighting because that's what he's like. He goes all in with his roles and stunt training and everything. He would be... He'd do a Brock Lesnar. He'd build Team team Crews in his, in a, like a giant warehouse in his back garden and have the best <laughs> trainers from around the world. Like, I'd love to see that fight. Just because I want to see Justin Bieber get beaten up. It would be nice to see Justin Bieber get beaten up. Just for his, like, nothing against him personally, just 
purely because I think his music is terrible and I think he deserves to suffer from bringing that onto the, the world. Did you know Baby on YouTube? I think it has over a billion views. I will have a look now. Mm. And that song, Yummy, it can fuck off. Right, uh, without without looking, how many views does Justin Bieber's Baby have? Um... This says everything you need to know about the world. 1.4 billion. 2.2 fucking billion, bruv. Oh, jeez. That's like nearly a third of the entire globe. All of it. You know that like, I don't know, it's probably some wee girl. Just playing on loop. Yeah, or sad middle-aged mother fodding herself raw to it 400,000 times. I would hope not because was he not like 15 in that? <laughs> yeah, but sure. Well, yeah, still. They're cool with statutory rape as long as it's the other way. He's actually a good ice hockey player, Justin Bieber, so I don't completely hate him. Boo. Boo, boo. But yeah, um, that's a fight I'd like to see. Another one I'd like to see, Bruce Levy, Chuck Norris. From beyond the grave? Well, I mean... I presume that they that we're allowed to take a little bit of creative. Yeah. I think I think Norris would kill him. Yeah, I think, yeah, he's a tiny Chinese guy from China. Seventies? <laughs> no, I was going to say from is it seventies or eighties? Sixties? Is he not? I'm not sure. Actually, uh, no, it's probably seventies, isn't it? I would think so. Well, Enter the Dragon came out in 1973, but I don't think that was his first. No, nah, that's the best one. Isn't it? Well, it's the most known one. I, c- I haven't watched all of them. I've watched no. End of the Dragon. Um, I love people who like would have that argument. They're like, oh, well, he'd do really well against like UFC fighters now. Like, no, no, he wouldn't. wouldn't. He would get his head stoved in. He, and he would tell you that himself, because this is one of the things I do like about him, is he said something along the lines of, if you have basic boxing and wrestling, you would beat everyone. He had an awareness, and this is why I think people get a false... Uh, in, like level of where he was really at because he was a visionary for martial arts and but he's essentially become, yeah. he's now saw become, he's now was, become mythical. Well, he's he he saw what mixed martial arts was before I think other people did. Yeah, you know, and I think that's why people have this idea that he'd be grand. But like Chuck Norris, is, is he not a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt as well? Yep. Yeah, like fucking hell, like that's a dangerous man right there. You know, like, uh, yeah, I think it ends like that scene in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where Bruce Lee gets kicked against the car. <laughs> but, yeah, that's one I'd like to watch. I'm trying to think celebrities. I'm just trying to think of people I want to see get beaten up and then pair them with people yeah, of that's sort of similar-ish well. size. I'd like to see Sam Smith fight his Ed male O'Neil. and female. No, like, Sam Smith versus Ed O'Neill. <laughs> Which one though? The boy Sam Smith or the girl one? Uh, well, I was reading in the paper. It's they. It's not yeah, so, either. But that's two people. They is two people. Yeah. So he doesn't have a great concept of English language, but that's no, what he wants to be referred to as. The thing that I saw was him. It was they have a breakdown during isolation, and yeah, it's like, mate, I live in a housing estate, like. You've got a twelve million pound mansion. Now that doesn't mean that you can't have struggles. Everyone does, but mm. it's like you know you're broadcasting this to the wrong audience. Yeah, if that makes sense. I'm also you know, taking like, several pictures of myself weeping. Well, did you see the celebrity singing "Imagine" by John Lennon? Oh, get the 
Fuck I know, right? I was like, are you kidding me? <sighs> millions and millions of dollars amongst you, and you well, sing go. a they've, fucking song. They've solved the problem. You know, I'm sure those people dying hooked up to ventilators in hospitals would be super chuffed to see that on their phone. Well, you as see they Britney. all sing from there. You know, as they're all struggling through self isolation, you know, self imposed self isolation in their Hollywood mansions. Do you see uh, Britney Spears? Did you see her video? No. She basically put a little video out and said, There is people probably struggling for food and nappies and baby milk. If you're that person, message me and I will get it sorted. That's like that. Like, that's how you use your platform. Yeah. If you're that, like, it, you, by all means, you, you're under no obligation to do so. But. What but I'm then don't is, put anything out. You know, that's, 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 that's exactly what it's going to say. It's self-servient, just yeah. circle jerk of patting each other on the back and, oh, fuck's sake, like what? Because you sang a, a line from a song into your mobile phone. Fuck off. I hate all yeah. that bullshit. Yeah, see, See, I tweeted or retweeted from, uh, saw that Jared Leto had been silently meditating in the desert for 12 yeah, and days. and he missed and, it all. And he missed it all. Didn't even know what was happening. And I tweeted, like... And people say Hollywood is out of touch. Like... It's mental, isn't it? It's like, sorry, I was on peyote in the fucking depths of the Nevada desert there for 12 days. Um, what's all this? What's all this, yeah. What? There was a weird thing actually happened in Germany with, you know, the TV show Big Brother? Mm-hmm. So they were all in the house when this was going on. Oh, yeah, shit. So they, they had to be... Like, it was actually quite cool, like... I don't like that show, but reading what they were doing was quite cool because they had a special episode where they were going to tell them and, like, they're really strict about not interacting with, mm. you know, so the, the big brother, the voice or whatever, that they generally don't talk to the contestants and there's zero, you're, like, zero. Like, people, mm. I think, have had, like, family members die when they've been in and they don't even tell them. Yeah. Like, so it was quite cool to be like, we actually kind of need to tell them. So there was an episode last week, I obviously... A, wouldn't care enough to watch it, and B, it's in German. But I thought, oh, yeah, right enough. That's interesting. People yeah. stuck in a little house on a TV show that just have no idea. Yeah. But then you kind of like, I'm almost envious. Yeah. Well, I was talking to my wife about, like, our daughter was just sitting playing with toys earlier. And was like, she has no clue what's happening in the world. It'd just be no. a nice position to be in. She's just yeah. having the having the best time in the house with her family. Yeah, but she also shits her own pants and needs someone else to clean it up, so it swings and roundabouts. I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> so you gotta go. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta go. I know what you mean, though, because it's like, but that's is that not why everyone loves kids? Because it's like the innocence and the like. Like part of me, I remember whenever I uh, I held my godson for the first time, and part of me was a bit like, you have kind of the same thing where you're like you have no idea what life actually will become or yeah. you know the ups and the downs and you know the just all of it you know like and when you look back on your your life so far you're like shit like a lot has happened mm. do you know like you like that there's a lot of information that's coming in the next 10 mm. years to her and then the 10 years that follow that and it is it is kind of crazy to think that like these little babies just have no clue. Yeah. Also, I was thinking about this the other day. See when babies dream, right? I know that they dream in, like, colors initially, but see mm-hmm. when babies can, like, their vision develops, right? Let's yeah. say, like, they have a dream and it happens in your kitchen and there's a mm-hmm. kettle there. 
Like, how do yeah. they know that? What do you mean? Do you, like, they don't know that's a kettle. No, but they. So, they so the, but that's what I mean. Is they're dreaming all these objects to them that are foreign? Like, that's kind of terrifying. They're like literally like, I am in a, a place I recognize, but don't know what that cupboard handle is. I don't know what that chair is. Like, I don't yeah, recognize any of these things. If you don't know what it is, you're not worried about it. <laughs> Tell that to the uh, the AIDS epidemic victims in the seventies. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, right, that's like, a bit of a dark comparison. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, if you don't know something, that doesn't mean that it's not terrifying. No, but I'm saying, like, not not like that. Like, you know of something, but you don't understand it. It's different yeah. to, to entirely. Like, I don't even know what that object is, or called, or does at all not i know what's like i don't even know if it's dangerous yeah you know? yeah yeah yeah. i get you i get you how many times do you we should do an over under bet on on your daughter about how many times she's going to touch something that's either hot or electric <laughs> like but before she's five it's probably not great for her father to be taking odds on that well i mean i need them to swing in my favor <laughs> you're gonna be like under one because that's so that's, that's how just, committed you're going to be. It's just not going to happen, though. No, of course not. Kids, like it's funny. I think I think it was actually Mel's cousin. She you need that. Saying, he- you need a healthy dose of fear. Well, the thing is that uh, I think it was Mel's cousin said something about how like the first year and a half of a baby's life is you keeping it alive, and mm-hmm. then the second year and a half is you stopping it from killing itself. Yeah, I think that's we're like. Fair. That's when you get the. I'm just gonna jump down these stairs. Yeah, you know, like no concept of crazy, height, like yeah. crazy. Um, but yeah, babies are mad. Uh, you're you've got you have a good one though. She is a good baby. She is. She's also super cute, which doesn't hurt. It's true. She does come from from good stock. She does. So, other celebrity fights. Let's see. Sam Smith fighting Sam Smith would be a good one. Um, yeah. I want to see. Stallone fight Jean-Claude Van Damme. See, yeah, I'm also... Yeah, I agree with that, but I'm going to throw in Arnie in a triple threat cage match. There can only be one 80s action star. Honestly, I think Arnie... Or Arnie, Arnie. First. <laughs> Arnie that, big that, Arnie Schwarzenegger. Is that Arnie's cousin? <laughs> it's his, like... It's his, like... Ter- it's, it's like the, the it's dollar store toy. <laughs> Arnie Like the one that, you know, the dollar store toy that's, like, hand-painted and, like, one of the eyes is slightly yes. wonky and, like... Yeah. He's wearing like an outfit from one of his films, but the colors are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think that Arnie would come out the worst of that, to be honest. Oh yeah, of course he would. Um, because Stallone well, apparently super tidy I boxer. I don't know. Something soft about Stallone. You reckon? Yeah, like Arnie. Arnie's a winner. He'll do whatever it takes. Like that man, he gets shit done. Are we talking about, like... I'm not talking about characters. No, I get that, but are we talking about, like, um, in these fights, are they training for these, or is it you two nah, are getting into a cage right now? Nah, they can just fight now. Because it changes everything if people can train. It does. There's too much dynamic for us yeah. to, to try and handle. Nick Cage and John Travolta, I'd watch that fight. Yeah. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to think of people I want to see get... I think Nick Cage would fight like a wild man. Yeah, I think I think Travolta would car up. Can you curl up w- into a little ball? Oh yeah, well he's not gonna fight. Um, 
Kanye West. Um, Mike Tyson. So I was going to be a bit nicer. I'd be like Bob Sapp. But then there's a risk that he could just pay off Bob Sapp to take the dive. Well, apparently, what is it he said? $60,000 gets you a minute and a half. Yeah. It's a good rate. It is. It's good. good rate. He's nice, just figured rate. it out, though. Like, it's, it's hard to... I know it brings disrepute to the sport and credibility, but, like, it's hard to you know dislike that hustle he's just built like an ultimate system for himself 60 grand you get to essentially punch me once and you win well i mean he's well you know who, make, you know who the real idiots it. it's the promotions who keep paying him yeah, so you know what's gonna happen yeah if they're stupid enough to keep paying him then fair game so any other celebrities you want to see fight i'm trying to think like i find it quite hard to just pull a celebrity out of thin air usually like i need them to have done something fairly recently to annoy me there's tons of celebrities that annoy me like tons i'd like to see um some annoying footballers get their stove handed in like uh, i'm trying to think of annoying footballers your mom with the hair Fellani, is it oh Fellini, yeah why do you not like him is it literally just the hair just his hair just think it's ridiculous I would like to see, well, it's not really celebrity versus celebrity match, but I would like to see Gwyneth Paltrow fight Amanda Nunes. (laughs) Jeez, why do you hit, oh, because she peddled all that, like, pseudoscience? Yeah, she's still doing it, all that goop shit. Did she not sell, was it like a a candle made from her vagina? Or it smells like Juice or something like that. Something like that. That's ridiculous, like. Um, Chris Brown could fight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Giovanna Davis, another woman beater, the Battle of the Woman Beaters. That's not a great fair fight. See, I don't needs... care. Yeah, but then Giovanna Davis just he just gets away with it. I'm yeah, but his wasn't as quite as egregious, still completely unacceptable, and I in absolutely no way think it was cool in fact we talked about it in the podcast and if i'd have gone and risked getting knocked out to be like get the fuck off her like i think the bystander effect played a big fact in that you know the theory that um the more people there are around the less likely someone will step forward but i don't think i've ever in fact i know for a fact in my life i've never seen a man lift a hand to a woman without getting involved yeah i just can't i can't like not to like go and beat the other guy up, but like to push them apart and just be like, nope, not happening. If you're doing yeah. that, like, it's not happening right now. Like, it's not happening here at least. Because I, I think that, I think that there should be more responsibility on people. And then you hear this all the time, don't you? And we're like, oh, but you just never know. You could get stabbed. And you're like, all oh, right, okay. So just sit back and just let it happen. Then, and that's then on your fucking conscience. Because like, in my head that night. Like, I know there's a risk, and I, I obviously wouldn't want to end up getting hurt in any way in regards to that, but it's like, I couldn't have slept that night. No. I just couldn't have. I'd have been sitting worrying and thinking, like, what would have happened after we left, and if that's happening in public, what's happening behind closed doors? Yeah. No, people... <sighs> people are poo, though. Britney Spears versus Christina Aguilera. Give me some of that. That's some old-school 90s. Isn't it? Yeah. But it has to be the school uniform versus the <laughs> dirty video, like in less, in that exact getup. That's less of a fight for you. Was it? Is it done in oil or mud? I, I was just <laughs> gonna say it's like I feel like I've just literally like 
let 13 year old me back out of the bathroom. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, um, oh, do you know who I want to see fight? Bono. Bono versus Jared. Your guy, Leto. Bob Geldof. Oh, yeah, Bono versus Bob Geldof. <laughs> I love it. It's like the Ir- the lineal Irish champion. Yeah. And then you could put Sean Penn. Is he the, the one who thinks he's tough and an activist? Yes. Uh, we'll have him fight Jared Leto, and then I'll kill the winner. That's, yeah, that's... Oh, so we're going to, like, fight to the death? I'm, yeah, they, can, oh, they fight to the death, I'll kill the winner. Mel Gibson against the guy who directed the um, Coney 2012 video. <laughs> Mel Gibson would go through him. He's an Mel animal. Mel Gibson is an animal, isn't he? Yeah. He's a madman, like, absolute yeah. madman, but he's a beast. So... Jaden yeah. Smith versus... Will Smith. Versus Shaq. <laughs> Shaq would literally stand on him like he was a like he was a fly. That's the plan. Shaq versus Bob Sapp. Yeah. See if Bob Sapp took it seriously, he'd kill him. But Yeah. True. Um James versus David Franco. I think James wins that. I dunno. And then you could have all of the Jonas brothers fighting each other. I'm totally cool with that. You could have um, Ronan Keating from Boyzone fighting Shane Phelan from Westlife. And then you need like you need a, like a gang fight. You need like Backstreet Boys versus NSYNC. I think Backstreet Boys would run rampant on NSYNC. Yeah. I think I think that See, would be in like my head, this is less of like an MMA card and just pure pro wrestling. Pure pro wrestling. We've got to have all the gimmicks. Actually, you know what would be an actual bitchin' fight? We'll go back to Mel Gibson versus Russell Crowe. That'd be a genuinely good fight. That would be a great fight. But you need you need prime Crowe and prime Gibson for that. Oh, yeah, it's gotta be. Oh, well, no, That's... I don't know. Like, gnarly old men. No. I yeah, mean, there were, there no, were two... I dig it. There were two Fingers pr- taped up and all. Yeah, there were two pretty back in the day. Yeah, knee supports and elbow supports everywhere. Ah, I dig it. I dig it. All the joints taped up. I'm trying to think of any other like f- big celebrity ones that I want to see, but like I've kind of covered the bases because we're thinking of people I don't like, and Bono would have been up there. Having said that, like you two, ironically, one of my favorite bands. I just don't like Bono, but but I don't also think any, I don't think everyone likes you two, but they don't like Bono. But you two stopped being good after nineteen ninety. I mean, they had they had a couple of tracks that were okay. Like um, I really like Stuck in a Moment. Um, yeah, yeah, they've had, and I yeah. think that's about it. Actually, I think you could maybe pull together an EP's worth of decent tracks post nineteen ninety. You might get away with like an album. But bear in mind, they released about ten albums in that period. But they like they uh, throw enough shit at the wall, something's gonna stick. The Joshua Tree is a fucking flawless album. That album is a masterpiece. I found that in Poundland for Pound. That's amazing. Just giving away Joshua Tree for a pound. What was I found some mad stuff in there? Like, because obviously we both collect CDs. Um, and what was it I found recently that was? Like an outstanding find, I can't remember, but it was something I was like, "What the hell's this doing here?" But you like, if we find all kinds of stuff, like, I think I've nearly finished my Weezer collection from there. Um, I've got uh, Rattle and Hum I bought in there, the U two album. 
it's great i love it just going to the yeah. dollar store picking up whatever's about like it's it's a good way to build and you know what i think everyone in life should own a hi-fi it's fair enough it's like one of the things i remember my dad years ago saying that a real man knows how to put up a shelf has a leather wallet and uh owns a good hi-fi and knows how to uh, change the oil in their car and i was like thinking about it a while back and i was like those are all kind of like they're pretty solid things i think mm. i mean obviously being facetious like you don't literally have to have those things to be a male but like what the i kind of get, get i get it well yeah the him you the if you don't know how to put up a shelf you end shit you have to every time i remember as a young man having to go around to your house instantly being told to put up a shelf and then to show my wallet yeah velcro that's a velcro get wallet get yeah. the fuck get out, out of here, here. <laughs> shit. come back when you're a man <laughs> you grow a beard you need yeah. a ladder and check the oil in the car on the way past yeah empty it you bastard <laughs> um so yeah i think i think we're kind of done now with uh with the celebrity fights uh the next question came from uh snow dragon so it's at snow dragon underscore hello again uh if you could put any athlete from any sport into mma who would it be and why uh and then it would be if you could put any mma fighter into another sport who would it be and why so athlete to mma shack prime shack prime shack i suppose um, high level athlete yeah i'm gonna go sonny bill williams oh good grief well did he not is that not half cheating because we know he's a good boxer he was like the oceanic champion i don't know yeah, how much stock i'm putting into that but that's like that's a pretty high level for someone that just decided no, but i'm thinking of, to do it. yeah but that's what i mean well i suppose i'm using that as evidence that if you had a taken prime sunny 20 well i don't know 18 year old sunny bill williams and put him in mma training well to those who don't know sunny bill williams of course of course the uh the all-time great new zealand rugby player yes uh well um, and phenomenal athlete yeah well i think that's my thing he's just like possibly one of the best athletes i've ever seen has played all three codes of rugby union league and sevens to yep international standard uh, has won two rugby union world cups, cap, you know, and then just decided to try his hand at boxing in his what, late twenties maybe, and then yeah. just became the uh, Australasian champion. Just as he's you also an absolute unit. Well, that's what I mean. Apparently, six does, four two thirty eight. Yeah, a lean two thirty eight. Um, yeah. apparently doesn't lift weights, just stretches. That's body bullshit. weight stuff. I know. Oh, body weight stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought you meant like. The, but he is. Well, I don't know. I don't believe that actually. At he all. probably probably lifted weights when he was younger. Yeah, maybe doesn't now. No, but also super committed to being an athlete. If you know what I mean, especially in his later career. Just all yeah, about, all about that stretching. I'm trying to think of it. You see, think. Well, there's a couple of guys like. Well, it's hard to know because like, I think kind rugby, of... rugby union. If I was looking for like a base athlete to put across in the MMA, that's where I'd look. Well, it's funny you say that because one of the first people that came to my mind was someone that we're actually going to see, which was James Haskell, the English rugby player who yeah. is signed for Bellator. He's been training, I think, on and off about ten years or so, um, but more seriously the last few years. Um, I think that 
rugby, as you say, we talked about this on on the previous podcast. Rugby is one of the, probably the best crossover sports for it, just in terms of you know the the way that it uh, impacts your body. It's a high yeah. impact sport. You need good cardio. You need grit. You need determination, coordination. You know, you need a lot of the things that you need to to be a good MMA fighter. So, um, I think that that would probably be one of mine. Or do you know who would have been a phenomenal one? Jonah Lumu. Oh hell yeah! If you could have got him at just, his prime, just any of those big Polynesian all black players would be phenomenal. There's not a lot of other sports that I. I mean, I am sure. And apologies to any American listeners. I'm sure there's an absolute shit ton of uh, American football guys, like NFL guys. Oh yeah, but I, I just, just don't know. Them just don't know enough. Them. To, I just to, I finished to listening to Brock Lesnar's book. Yeah, it's good. Death clutch. Uh, yeah, and he lost the NCAA Division One final to I forget his name, but he went on to play defensive lineman for the Patriots for years and years and years. So I mean, there's a guy who's obviously a freak athlete and an NCAA Division One super heavyweight champion. So like people yeah. like that would obviously be good. I just, but just when other than MMA. I'm just not well versed in American sports. I mean, there's the uh, the question was any sport, but there is there is I get like high level, you know, kickboxers, yeah, wrestlers, yeah, well, but I'm I'm hesitant to sort of count that because like they're kind of people that feasibly could. Well, I mean, well, like transition. Of, we, we've spoken for like Tyson Fury, but I mean that yeah. seems too obvious, you know. Yeah, 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 or like Deontay Wilder at light heavyweight. I'm sure you could literally look up a list of. Yeah, yeah, you know, Olympic wrestlers, could. and just be like, yeah, I'm sure they'd be grand. <laughs> yeah, hundred um, so, percent. And or yeah. you could be even more obvious and like elite Brazilian jiu-jitsu grapplers. Yeah, yeah, but that that's what I mean. Is like any of those guys, you know, you can easily say, you know, Gordon Ryan, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's just trying to think outside the box a bit for that one. I'd like to see Dylan Danis transition into MMA at some stage. I think he'll eventually get there. He's got the Twitter bit down. Hopefully at some stage. Yeah, he's got the shit talking down um, and that Paulo Costa dress sense. But I'd like to see... Um, I think he'd be good if he actually fought some MMA fighters. So I kind of want to see Logan Paul, although he's not an athlete. He's sort of... It. Well, I suppose he's a pro Dude, boxer. I think Logan. I think Logan Paul would actually potentially have a chance with Danis. Nah. He'd get yeah. tapped. He'd get tapped. So he would easy. get tapped. He would get tapped if he can get his hands on him. Which, but the thing it, is, it's getting just, him down. It's getting him down. He would just Eminari roll into something. He'd go yeah. for those legs. He'd get him tapped so easy. Yeah, but no, I, I was I sort would, of thinking that's what the I way bet people, on. The people used to talk about, like, oh, you could do Logan Paul versus CM Punk. I'm telling you now, Logan Paul would fucking ruin CM Punk. Hundred percent. And I don't like Logan Paul at all. Or CM Punk. <laughs> No, no. Well, it's very indifferent to CM Punk. I like CM Punk. I re- I respect him for for doing what he did. I mean, I think that we didn't need to see the second fight, but you know, I I I, I don't hate. I it. I kind of don't. It's sort of. It felt entitled. It's ruined a lot of. I th- I think it's ruined chances for a lot of people to actually do what he did because I think a if ton you if, of I think if you there, he could if you were a legitimate athlete in the wwe you'd be raging because i think he has destroyed your credibility 
Okay, I don't know. I mean, I think well, yes, to the general public, but I think that you know, you and I. But that's what their know. business. That's what their business thrives off. That the general public True, think but, that they're but, tough. Yeah, but I'm, but it's the general public that also watch UFC. They've had that myth destroyed, not just the general public, but like, I think the problem. See, I don't. Is, I don't think that's. I think MMA fans have known well before that. That, that, that. Yes, but that that's not what I mean. What I mean is that. You know the the people wrestling are the people wrestling that you're worried about sort of losing credibility or whatever. Like what I'm saying is that, you know, the people who would lose faith and you know or would be coming away going, see, wrestlers aren't tough. You know, they're not mm-hmm. watching UFC and wrestling is still marketed to kids and adults. know it's not real. So, I think it's less of a problem. Mm, I suppose. Like I mean, it is. It's it's a kids thing. Like. They're, they're believing it's real, not wrestling. Anyone can watch wrestling, that's fine. Yeah. But, like, you know, it's soap, It's a soap opera for men. It's an athletic performance that's, like, a soap opera for men. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, like, it's fun, though. I don't really watch it anymore. Like, we, you and I both were mad for it when we were, what, up to maybe 12 or so. I think even a wee bit older. But I Not think, for me. I think I went to about, not long after that, maybe 13 or 14 at a stretch and then you get interested in girls and forget wrestling true um, that different kind of wrestling then different here yeah. wrestlings between the sheets <laughs> but like I think lots of our interest at that age you know was because you thought they were the toughest people on earth yeah in, oh yeah be interesting to see if like if you could live your life over in a different time if we were growing up now as a 9, 10, 11 year old, would we be as interested in wrestling no. now that MMA is here? Well, A, now MMA is here, no, and B, it's crap. Man. We, we, we lived through the Attitude Era and we were the perfect age for it. Like we were 8, 9, 10, you know, when that was happening. Now, it was say perfect age for it, it was obviously a little bit unsavory. <laughs> um, but in terms of like, we were the perfect age to believe it all. Yeah, you know, like when when Stone Cold was hitting Vince McMahon with a pan in the bed or in the hospital room, yeah. you know that was real to us. Like, you know, some of the most ludicrous bits in the WWF history were in the Attitude Era, and we were the correct age. You know, I think if you if you were fifteen, sixteen, you know, wrestling fan, and were watching the Attitude Era, it was still great, mm. but you knew as where we didn't. We we were the right age to be like this is crazy yeah. what's happening it'll be like someone literally beating the shit out of dana white like that is what everybody wants to see oh yes well oh there we go there's the fucking there's the person i'd like to see step into mma i'll dana white money where the mouth is in fact i would like to watch lorenzo fatita and dana white fight frick are we instituting usada testing for that fight well you'd need to for both of them well, then it's, it doesn't matter what happens because that bad boy's ending a new contest with dual field tests. Well, I mean, Dana, it's hard to tell with Dana because Dana like, is absolutely, absolutely. He will be on. No, no, I don't mean on steroids. I mean, it's hard to tell how good he'd be fighting. Oh, right. Because like, he boxed a, a bit, you know, oh, not pro or anything. He but... can't fight. When you're that rich, you don't need to. Well, that's true. But he wasn't always that rich. Yeah, but it... You look at him back in the day, he was a friggin' washed up car salesman looking guy. Yeah, true. Fighter. And now he's that rich and he's that connected that, like, if he needed to fight, he'd just be like, Here, I'll get Adesanya on the phone. <laughs> He'll come round so, and fight for me. 
second part of the question was if you could put any MMA fighter into another sport who would it be and why um, I'd like to see Francis Ngannou go to professional wrestling it's not a sport no but sports entertainment but you know what I mean like yeah. and I'm talking I, I'm talking about if I could transplant them into the attitude era when I was 10 mm. you know like watching that guy like walking out with like a mask on or something just like fuck you know like yeah. the like, cause he like he's so so big, I can't. But different kind of big. Yeah, I can't think of. It's hard because like you never really see any other like athletic aspect outside of fighting, and that's a very specific thing. Um, and you don't want to do the obvious shit like Stefan Struve would be good at basketball. You know. Yeah, I get that all the time because I'm yeah. so tall. It does my head in. It's like, do you play basketball? And you're like, yep, I'm a white middle class male from North Down, Northern Ireland. You yep. bet you. Brought yep. up on the stuff. Played yep. it on the mean streets of the Brunswick Road, bruv. Yeah, play for the Globetrotters. Have you not seen me? Yeah. Um, it's, no, obviously, I do not play basketball. No. Mini golf. Mini golf, yeah, with an extra long putter. Yeah. Which I, can, I need because I'm so comically tall. Are you laughing at the appearance of me in my automobile? <laughs> oh, what a great show! Oh, the Simpsons, um, so good. I don't know. I'm trying to think. It's hard Luke, because, like, Luke I don't really Rockhold watch professional golf. I could see him as a golfer. Yeah, I could see him as a golfer. He'd be the. Um, I don't even know. Is there any sexy golfers out there? I'm sure there's sexy golfers out there. Is there? Is there a golfer out there that's known for being super sexy? Most sports have like a poster boy like that, right? So football, you in golf, David the, Beckham. There's bound to be a good looking dude who plays golf, but he just mightn't be good. that good. But that's what I mean. So like in I football... I don't know, did people, people not find a Tiger back in the day? I don't think so. Was he I not? don't think that was a thing, was it? I don't know. Well, was wasn't... it maybe just because he was Tiger Woods? But I don't know. Like... But I, I don't know. Tiger Woods isn't an ugly man. <sighs> I don't know, like, I suppose not, but it's just, just a tough one because, like, I, like I'm like i saying, like, when you think of all the other sports, like, every sport I can think has of, there's someone that, yeah, has, like, a poster boy that, you know, the ladies liked a bit of, you know, yeah. but I can't think of that with golf. Like, I, like I, I genuinely can't. So, like, for some reason, it seems like there's a gap in the market for Luke Rockhold in golf. They'd also have to be good at golf, but he probably strikes me as one of those people who probably it just, it just never played, goes around yeah. under par. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. he would be hundred um, percent. Uh, I'm trying to think of other fighters that, or I, the, like I mean, or see. I'm just staying with Luke Rockhold for some reason. But he's got the surfing thing. He's got the surfing background. You yeah. can see Luke Rockhold as a surfer. I would like to see Alex Caceres become a pro bowler. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I just think he'd look sharp in the bowling getup. This has become very... Bowling-centric? No, not bowling-centric. It's nearly homoerotic. We're just picking guys <laughs> based on who, who we think will look good in the outfits. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. I love that you like a golf outfit. Like, golf like outfit. there's an outfit. What, you just look Rockhold in the plus four socks and all? <laughs> I wonder right. where they got their name. Don't know. I'm going to have to look that up at some stage. I'm trying Not to think, right now, though. Yeah, I'm trying to think of someone... Oh, I don't know. Yoel Romero in Olympic gymnastics. I'd like to see Yoel Romero. Well, that, that's a great one. Just him fucking... Just bouncing all around the map. Beating the shit out of that horse. Oh, yeah. 
Um, I, I was going to say Yul Romero in volleyball, but like he would be like that guy like that a runs top gun from. Scene. We're going even yeah, more. No, no, not like. even. Like you know, someone like taps it over the net, and you just hear this <laughs> like a big roar, and he just smashes smash it. it. Like yeah, like Hulk smashing the ball over the net. Some wee per bastard gets flown fifty feet across the the, <laughs> the beach. Yeah, like Romero would be an interesting one to see in a lot of sports. Um, but the, the problem that I, I kind of have in answering this question, and but I apologize would he though, because my thing is like he's built for fighting. <sighs> yeah, but he's uh, no mate. Look at the way he moves. That guy could do whatever the fuck he wanted. Like, true. There isn't a sport that involves physical dexterity that he probably couldn't already have a tremendous advantage at. You know, mm. like you know, with the Luke Rockhold in golf, like. You're right. I was literally just based on he'd look good on a golf course, <laughs> but there's no reason to believe he'd be good at golf. You know, yeah. as we're with Yul Romero, he is such a physical, athletic freak that you kind of can picture him in a whole harem of things. But you know, he's an interesting one because I, I literally could almost see him doing any sport. But the problem I have is, and this is what I was saying earlier, I don't really watch sport. I watch MMA, so it's this is actually quite a hard question for me to answer because I just don't really, like, I used to watch a lot of football, I used to follow rugby really closely, used to stay up and watch the ice hockey, but MMA has just replaced all of that for me. Yeah. Because, like, the stakes are so much higher, it's so much more interesting, and having played squash for Ireland and rugby throughout my school years and a bit of ice hockey and having done MMA, like... I'm just like, nah, that's that's the sport. That is oh, yeah. the it's pinnacle the sport. of sport. It's yeah. the ultimate pinnacle. So for me, like, this is a tough question because like I don't really have any interest in seeing Yul Romero do gymnastics as impressive as it would be, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I don't know. Like it's a good question though. I'll put some more thought into it and uh and, and get back to you on that. But I mean, the, the, the MMA fighter into another sport is actually harder. It is, but that's what I mean. Like, there's no evidence to suggest that the... Like, I'm sure some gigantic heavyweights would probably play... Bowling. <laughs> yeah, just everyone. Just get a UFC bowling league. That would be say, so like, good. They could play, I don't know, like, defensive line football, I'm sure, or something. You know, like, just size and athleticism alone, but... I could see DC as a professional poker player. A poker player? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Just kid. Steve may be better at it, though. Wearing sunglasses inside. Protect DC from his fingers across the table. <laughs> you get Stipe. A what would you see Stipe doing? Nothing. Be- well, he was he played baseball, didn't he? That's the shit sport, too. Don't get me started on baseball. It's, it's slightly better than cricket. Oh, no. It's infinitely better than cricket. Dude, I've long. been to a baseball game. I assure you, it is only marginally better than cricket. But anything's better than cricket. Cricket is the worst sport in the world. The, it is terrible. The The game I went to was the Milwaukee Brewers against the Washington something. And it was uh, in 2005, and it was in Milwaukee. And apparently, it was like a big comeback, right? And apparently, it was like one of the most exciting games that season. And like I just sit there the whole time, being like, I would hate, and I mean hate, to watch like, one of the less exciting ones because <laughs> I was so bored, so bored. I don't understand it. I don't understand what people get out of watching it. Yeah, 
like what's the reward like it's literally well, a guy trying to twat it. a ball it's the whole point of going to watch baseball not just to get shit faced and eat hot dogs and burgers it's yeah it's the same thing do you know what I'm all American sports suffer from this they're too damn long they do love a long sport like even the UFC card is like eight hours long yeah but that's uh, to, to be fair to that there's at least a whole harem of fights it's True. not just one you know one it is one event but it is not one mm. bout no, that's fair or enough. one match but like you know an American football game like I understand that by definition the game is stop start I do get that but they take their sweet time stopping yeah, and starting. Saying, they take the piss with that. And, and like, it's, I think I would really like American football. Like, I watch the Super Bowl every year, but I think I would really like it if my it only were problem, a bit snappier. Well, not my only problem with American football, but something which irks me when you mention the Super Bowl is how they talk about being the world champions. It's like, yes. you're the only people who play. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> like... A very, like, it's called American football. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, what, there what, aren't what international teams are you beating to be the world champion? Well, there was talk of them bringing a team to London. I mean, I know that they did, like, yeah. a couple of match NFL matches in Wembley, but, like, they're t- they were talking about basing it. Oh, yeah, they're talking about putting a franchise here. I don't but... know why not, though, because they only play once a week. But, so, But this is the thing, I don't, I don't understand why it hasn't become an international sport. Well, actually, I kind of do, because... People don't like it. Well, the rest of the world loves foot, like actual football, um, and you're not going to replace that with American football. True, true. Um, thanks for the question. Uh, hope all is well. So, at Cassius Cam, that's at Cassius under slash Cam five thirty messages, and he said, "Why is Barbosa seeking to be let go amidst an opportunity to fuck shit up at forty five? Did I miss something?" Well, clearly our Josh Emmett podcast, um, where he talked about this fight. I think that came out before that fight was it confirmed, did, yeah. right? Yeah. So so that was, I presume, that the UFC either weren't happy about Barbosa moving to 45, or that they couldn't get him a matchup. Yeah, because it's all quietened down since it's been announced. So Yeah, Josh Emmett said in the podcast that he, we heard about it before he did. Yeah. So there you go. That pretty much wraps up our questions for this week, and thusly probably the podcast because I don't think we have much more to talk about other than the coronavirus, which I'm sick of hearing about. So let's not. Yeah, it's kind of depressing. So let's not. And um, if well, you enjoyed the show, sorry, go ahead. Well, just saying before we go, shit got real today with the closing of McDonald's. I went down yes. because. My wife is recovering from gallbladder surgery, so she hasn't been able to eat anything, anything essentially remotely tasty for the last, well, ever since our baby was born, so six months ago. Um, so she was like, I need to get a McDonald's before they shut down. And I went down and there was 42 cars in the drive-thru and, you know, constantly adding to it. It was mental. People go nuts for them McNuggets. Well, I had I got the same announcement last night, and I decided right. Well, I'm gonna have to go get McDonald's. So check this right. Ordered two plain double cheeseburgers. Ordered you got box to. yeah box of twenty chicken nuggets, a large Coke cereal, and a large chip, and of course a burger for the lady. Um, uh, you know whatever it was, fifteen pounds or twenty bucks or whatever. 
Got to the next window, sitting there for like a minute, like awkwardly with my contactless card out because I ain't touching them dirty people. Um, no. Not McDonald's workers, just people working with the public <laughs> yeah. right now. Um, Snob. <laughs> and I uh, was sitting there for what felt like too long and the guy was like, sorry, Till's, Till's messing about. And I was like, oh, that's cool, don't worry about it. And he was like, do you know what, mate? He's like, we're closing, um, so I don't really care and the Till could take an hour to reset here. We're not sure what's going on. So just go on to the next window and we'll give you your food. So my last McDonald's was a free McDonald's. Just just delightful. That's a good way to go out, though. It's forever. That could be oh, your last one. Dude, don't. Like, the idea of not having a plain double cheeseburger. I, I don't think I've ever told this story in the podcast, but I know I've told you, but a friend of a friend worked in, like, Michelin star restaurants and, um, you know, as not as a head chef, but, like, you know, he was a, he was a really, really good chef, worked in some really swanky restaurants. And he started, he one day he just went on this, like, quest about burgers. And he was like, right, I, I need to, f- I don't want to make the perfect burger. Like, I want to I want to nail it. And he said that he'd been trying all these different things and balancing, you know, umami and spice and paprika and salt and whatever it was. Yeah. And he said one day on his way home, he just stopped by McDonald's and just had a double cheeseburger. And he just like, sat I'm there and he was like, life. I've yeah. done it. Like, they've they've done it. Like, he was like, you know... There's sweetness from the brioche. There's a bit of, you know, bitter from the mustard, a bit of spice from the mustard, sweetness from the ketchup, you know, and they've done it. And it's so true because, like, don't get me wrong, you can have a better burger. But not but for like, that price. But not for that price and for the consistency as well. Like, every single one is just It's just a great burger. And for, what, a dollar? Yeah. Today's episode was brought to you by McDonald's. Oh, imagine. Well, that's the dream. Isn't it? Could you imagine how massive we would get? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Straight oh. into sumo. Oh, well. Yeah, speaking of which, did you see how badly the UFC guys did at sumo? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, expected. Yeah, true. Well, I think that officially wraps up the podcast for this week. So if you enjoyed it, please make sure to like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. It really helps us out. Tag a friend. Make sure you send us your questions uh, for next week. It'd be great because we, as you can maybe have maybe tell we don't have a lot to talk about right now um but we are going to keep bringing the content to you we'll have more videos out this week so make sure you, you subscribe to the youtube channel and um, which will be linked uh, down below the podcast actually wherever you may find it uh, and in the meantime just look after yourself stay safe keep them hands clean peace <laughs>